Good evening, everybody. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat. I am your co-host, Priya Samsonar, and not in studio, but in Dallas, Texas, is Jamar. Hey, Jamar, are you there? I'm there, Priya. How are you? I'm doing good. How is uh, sunny Texas? It is sunny, but I guess I'm not going to complain compared to the weather there. But it's a bit chilly here. I mean, it's 56 degrees. I know that's not this cold, but it's a little chilly. I've got my hoodie on and I've got a jacket on. We've been out here all day. My cousin is a head coach at, uh, for uh, Pop Warner. And so we've been out here since 10 o'clock this morning uh, watching football games all day long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that sounds like heaven for you. And you know what? Don't complain here because it's 32 degrees, and I can still see snow on the ground. So um, I know. I, don't Stan complain. told me that, so I know. Excuse me, everybody, for complaining that it's a little chilly when it uh, snowed yesterday before I left, and, uh, and Priya could see snow now. I'm sorry. I can see snow, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, how was your uh, trip down there? You know what? It was uh, went off without a hitch. Uh, went pretty good. I landed safely. You know, uh, everything is cool here. Um, I got off when I uh, got off the plane, though. Um, there were some people planning on protesting downtown um, at, at one of the uh, candidates. Jeez, uh, what am I trying to say? Pre at their at their office uh it's a republican candidate and so uh one of the signs i read was uh talking about trump and deportation i am here in texas and uh was talking about don't deport my child and telling the other candidate that was running the same thing too so just when we think that we're the only highly contested uh state that's going through these races you know you come to texas and it tells you different well and i mean those signs are obviously probably in connection to um the story that's been uh, making national headlines this past week. I've got a article here pulled up from NPR um, dated October 26th where a 10-year-old girl with cerebral palsy um, in Texas went to the hospital to, um, she needed an operation at a Texas hospital. Um, ICE agents allowed her to have surgery but then took her away from the hospital and is having her recover um, in a detention center and they are processing her because she is an illegal immigrant. I, when I read that prayer, I thought, you know, first of all, how how how, how heartbreaking uh, that is. Uh, and I've seen the pictures of them literally taking her out of the uh, the recovery room um, to to wherever. And I think that this is why um, we've got to sit down, both parties, both Democrats and Republicans, have got to sit down and come up with a comprehensive plan for immigration. They, both sides have got to quit yelling and pointing the finger at uh, who wants to deport the most person of you don't care or this person doesn't care. And we've got to sit down and be a little sensible and come up with things because when you hurt families like this, I don't think that this is the intention when you uh, when you think of immigration. You know, this is not the illegal immigration, excuse me. Uh, this is not the intent is to break up families. And that's what's happening. And so until we come up with a plan that both parties like, we're going to see unfortunate things like this happen. But we can't make this the norm, Priya. Mm -hmm. No, and um, I said Stan a clip. I don't know um, if he'll be able to play it or not. I'll give him time to look um, it up. It was on Facebook. And um, it was a really powerful clip, actually, because um, we hear all this talk about, you know, President Trump is very um, angry and very aggressive towards um you know, curbing illegal immigration here in this country. But I think a lot of people also forget that President Obama had a very... 
Yeah. yeah, he was actually nicknamed the deporter in chief. And mind you, I think it's really interesting that you don't see the media talking necessarily as much, you know, during the eight years that President Obama was in office. You don't see, um, you know, past reports talking necessarily as much about how um, aggressively he tackled the illegal immigration um, problem in this country. Um, they were very... Uh, quiet about it at least until you know it was time for him to go and then you see a couple of articles here and there saying well you know i think this is one of the faults for uh president trump's or uh, president obama's uh legacy here is that he was the deporter in chief and he deported the most illegal Im um illegal aliens that you know any president has ever done um but it's very striking that trump is using the same language that obama did but he seems to be getting a lot more flack for it. What do you think? Well, number one, I, that's why I always scoff at Republicans when they talk about that President Obama was weak on um, security and weak on uh, uh, securing the borders and things of that nature. This is, I mean, you, we just that just goes to show. The thing about the difference between he and Trump is, I think, is, is their approach. I think when you spend as much uh, as much time as Trump did um, uh, defaming the character of President Obama. And so a group of people tend to think that what you, your message that you're saying isn't mm -hmm. security, it's more of racism. And I think that that's what people have, getting, have gotten from Trump is a message of racism and not a message of border security unless you're one of his supporters. I think if he'd have took a different approach of it, see, what he, what he should have done is be mindful of the things that President Obama did and go back and say that so that people like me or people are hardcore lefters can't say that you're not doing this ass and the other Actually, because you can say, well, President Obama did the same thing. But if you're not, if you, if you don't use those words, Priya, then it's hard for people to uh, interpret what you're saying. They only use, uh, mm -hmm. I think they just use their imagination to w what you're trying to do. Well, actually, um, the clip that I found is a speech that President Obama gave during his um the very, very early beginnings of his first term in office. It's about a minute and 30 seconds. I'm going to have Stan play that clip here real quick, and I want to get your opinion here. Because we are a nation of immigrants. We're also a nation of laws. Undocumented workers broke our immigration laws, and I believe that they must be held accountable, especially those who may be dangerous. When I took office, I committed to fixing this broken immigration system, and I began by doing what I could to secure our borders. But today, our immigration system is broken, and everybody knows it. There are actions I have the legal authority to take as president. Tonight, I'm announcing those actions. We'll build on our progress at the border with additional resources for our law enforcement personnel so that they can stem the flow of illegal crossings and speed the return of those who do cross over. If you're a criminal, you'll be deported. If you plan to enter the U.S. illegally, your chances of getting caught and sent back just went up. We expect people who live in this country to play by the rules. We expect that those who cut the line will not be unfairly rewarded. The actions I'm taking are not only lawful, they're the kinds of actions taken by every single Republican president and every single Democratic president for the past half century. And to those members of Congress who question my authority to make our immigration system work better, question my authority, question my authority, question my authority, question my authority, or question the wisdom of me acting where Congress has failed, I have one answer. Pass a bill. 
<laughs> yeah. That's why I love the guy. Let me say quickly too, Priya, uh, 651-989-5855 is that call-in number. And let us also say that today is a preemption show, a short show that uh, will be preempted due to uh, go for hockey. So we'll be doing what we did last week. I, I think – the Do president you? was right on, and I think that this is a guy again that was tough on security. You know, the, his foreign policy um, you may not agree with, but this is a guy that was tough on uh, the, making sure that we were safe as a country as best as he can. And again, I don't. I think that every president does it. I even think that Donald Trump is doing it. But again, it's just the words that Donald Trump uses, and because maybe he has such disdain for President Obama that he doesn't want to use those exact words. But I think if he does it would suit him a lot better. Well, I mean, we saw that Trump on the campaign trail um, used very similar language that former President Bill Clinton did during one of his Secretary of our State of the Union addresses, excuse me. Um, and a lot of people, you know, in mainstream media and on the left didn't really recognize that or said that this is outdated uh, language and it should be largely ignored. Uh, I'm just watching the reaction to you know trump using clinton's words you know 20 years later it doesn't seem like people would be willing to listen if he did use obama's language they would just say well you're trying to copy him or you're trying to do this you're trying to do that i just i think just because of who trump is people yeah. wouldn't necessarily buy it no matter if he used trump or his own words obama's words clinton's words or anybody's words no i think you're right Priya. but again it does come down to the point of the approach that trump uses i think a lot of us think as trump as a racist or some type of bigot that does nothing but stick his finger in anyone's eye that he doesn't like so you're right i think that so it, it uh, and I had a problem with President Clinton back then, even as a young child. I thought that he was he was a conservative Democrat. But I think that we need a president that wants to, whether he's left or right, wants to that, that should govern from center left or right. Mm -hmm. And I think Donald Trump, again, let me say this one more time like a broken record, it would suit him better if he would learn, get some Democrats involved. You know, not just Chuck and Nancy, but if you want to start there, fine. Get some Democrats involved. Bring them to the table. Get Rand Paul involved as well. Let's get some people down. Let's sit down and talk about securing the borders and doing something about illegal immigration. And if we do, it suits this country a lot better. We can start getting some things done around here for Pete's sake. That call-in number again is 651-989-5855, and we'll continue this conversation on illegal immigration here on Black Republican, Black Democrat. This is Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. Welcome back to Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Priya Samsonar. And on the phone with me is Jamar from Dallas. Hey, Jamar. Hey, hey, hey. So what did you think of that music? I, it scared me. I didn't know if I, you know, I, 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 yeah, I didn't know if I had the wrong line at the phone. I got disconnected. I didn't know what was Back going in on. black, playing the race card again, guys. Come on. <laughs> How about back in white? <laughs> Of course, you. Know, I'm a Democrat. I'm yep. allowed to. Yep. <laughs> that has like that has one of the best guitar uh, riffs in just in music that I've ever heard. So I mean, 
definitely one of my favorites. We should have pulled out some Guns N' Roses. I love Welcome to the Jungle. I, in fact, I could sing a few verses of Welcome to the Jungle. So, you know, listen, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm well-versed in music. I, I played Genesis last week, remember? That is true. That is true. Yeah. I've got a couple of other uh, songs. I picked some uh, songs definitely out of your comfort zone this week. <laughs> no doubt out of my comfort zone. Uh, let us say again that today is a preempted version of Black Republican, Black Democrat, due to go for hockey, uh, go Ghosts. Um, so Priya and I, Priya's in the studio. I'm in sunny Dallas, as Priya said. It's a little chilly here, but I'm in sunny Dallas. Uh, uh, some people still got on shorts out here at the field, but most of us smart ones got on a little jacket, and uh, most people got on hoodies. This is just great. I was telling my son that these are kids, Priya. They got tidy mites and mighty mites. Yes, I'm saying tidy mites and mighty mites. These are kids that can play at five years old, not tackle football, but they started flag football at four and five years old. It's amazing to see kids um, be be athletically gifted at that age. You know, and we got some sports uh, talk that will continue later on, but uh, I just want to give out the call-in number here again. It's 651-989-5855. So call in and chat with Jamar and I. This is all about you guys this week. We definitely want to chat with you. Um, but back to, you know, this conversation about illegal immigration and what's been going on. You know, we're seeing a lot um, – of media reports about all the different raids ICE has been doing and, um, you know, the amount of, the amount of uh, coverage this has gotten, um, you know, and like I mentioned uh, before the break, it, you know, we didn't see that coverage uh, during the Obama era, despite the nickname uh, being given uh, deporter in chief. And uh, I mean, the story about this 10 year old girl is definitely heartbreaking, but I'm torn, you know, I, I find myself in two places, you know, the side of me that um, looks at it and is like, this is a 10 year old girl who needs surgery and um, pro definitely wants to be with her parents. She's, you know, was um, brought here to this country at three months old. And, um, you know, she is a little girl um, who's probably scared and alone. And, um, there's a lot of things that she doesn't understand. And obviously her parents don't want to be with her, um, due to the fact is they don't want to be detained as well. But on the other hand, I'm torn and like, I'm thinking to myself, well, you knew the risks when you came to this country, you know, 10 years ago. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you're drive, driving here in Minnesota, you know, we have speed limits, you know, the speed limit is set there for a reason. You know that if you go past the speed limit, there's a chance that an officer could, you know, flag you down and give you a ticket. And the officer would be well within his legal right to give you that ticket. And I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Jamar, I'm just torn. I, I, I don't know. Well, look, I, I, I think it is a, it's a, it's a sticky situation. And I think it's going to require, um, like-minded individuals to sit down and want to work out something. You know, you've got to put partisanship aside. They've got to quit being beholden to the big donors and realize that it's think are you going to separate kids from their families? Are you going to separate spouses from their families? We ha we are a nation of laws. Absolutely. And so they had to be they have to be adhered to. But I'm like you, I guess I'm torn because I'm not of the ilk that would that would separate a child from her family like that. Um, I think when things like that happen, it doesn't bode well for the Trump administration because he looks like a person 
uh, that doesn't care. The difference, you might not have seen this type of media coverage because, again, Obama knew how to handle the media. And, and so did Trump prior to becoming president. He, he didn't knew how to handle the media. Obama didn't and, make an enemy out of the media, so the media played nicely with them. Exactly. No doubt about it. And I think that that was smart of him. I, I, I think that people misconstrue the, the media as a friend of the Democrats more as we know how to schmooze uh, the media. We know how to use it. It's, the media, it, let any Democrat uh, do anything wrong. The media is there to stuff them out like a, like a trained dog. I just think that Trump has to... Put out a better messenger. If not himself, maybe he's got to, you know, put out Elaine Child. I'm not being funny. I'm just saying, you know, someone of uh, of uh, national, a different nationality, that can speak to uh, those of us of black and brown or of minority descent, to say, hey, we are a nation of laws, and here's some comprehensive ways that we can come up with laws to make sure that the right thing is done. But because he he. I, I, he, I, I don't know. I don't know how to phrase it. It, it sometimes appears that Trump doesn't care, period, about how people feel, and and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that he does want to. Uh, uh, I do. I do. I think he does want to make sure that we remain a nation of laws, and there's nothing wrong with that. Jamar, let's take a couple of callers here. We got Jeremy here. Jeremy, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. I just wanted to kind of touch on the immigration, uh, sort of a kind of a conundrum. It seems like. Every time there's some sort of anecdotal, like a, a singular situation where there's an individual, uh, most of the time it seems like it's a child or something. Mm-hmm. It's always tugging at the heartstrings of, of, of the listeners or the, or the public. But at the, at the end of the day, for me, what it boils down to is, is what you said on the other side of the coin, is that the adults know the risks when, when they you know, break the law. And, and mm-hmm. it, this may sound a little harsh and probably painting with a broad brush here, but if, if an adult chose to, you know, do a, a crime and they're an American citizen, I mean, they have to know that if they commit a crime that somehow their children are going to be affected, yep. you know? And, and, and if, they chose, if they choose to commit the crime, then that's on them. There, there shouldn't be any, oh, well, the, the, well, there is going to be some sympathy for the children, and, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it can't be a blanket sort of, Oh, the whole system needs to change because of one situation. Yep. No, I definitely agree with that. Thank you, Jeremy, for the call. Um, No, I definitely agree. He makes a very valid point. I mean, when people commit crimes, you know, their children, their spouses, their families, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, they're always impacted. And this shouldn't be any different. I think that we get when you say crime, it is illegal to come over here. Like that, okay? But I think that when we say crime, that looks like a murderer or, uh, or some type of thing. They're coming over here for a new way of life, for a chance at the American dream. Not always. Illegal it may be, but they're coming over here. Most of these people come over here and become productive citizens. Maybe not legal citizens, but productive citizens. So you're absolutely right. They're, they know that there's risk. That's why a lot of them come over here the way that they do, because they know that there's risk in it. But they also know that there's a reward for it, too. There's, there's this, this great amount of freedom that we experience over here. And so I think that that's why I'm saying it's important that both Democrats and Republicans put the BS aside and sit down and come up with a comprehensive plan mm-hmm. 
that may not suit all because you can't. You know, everyone's yeah. gonna, someone's going to find fault in it. But let's come up with some a couple of laws so that we can, as much as possible, prevent this so that no president is accused of being uncaring because he or she wants to protect their citizens, which they have, which they have been sworn to do so. And I agree with you that a lot of people who try to enter this country do so, you know, without bad intentions. You know, they don't come here, um, you know, to, you know, cause any issues. I mean, obviously, you know, there are a significant percentage of those who come here um, because they have heard that America is a land with um, where the streets are paved with gold and that money literally falls from trees. I mean, I... You know, I grew up in an immigrant family, and I've seen right. the lengths, you know, I I live this, you know, every single day, right. you know, where you see the reaction of how people, um, you know, how they try to get here and then how they in turn respond. And, um, you know, a lot of them are like, you know, well, we're going to come here and get free money. No, that's not okay. Right, um, right. No, but, I think of the Ilian Gonzalez case. I remember, I'm sure, you know, you were much younger, Priya, and mm-hmm. I was quite young myself, I do remember, I'm sure you remember the Elaine Gonzalez case. And I, I seen an interview, I think with CNN, interviewed him as an adult. He no longer speaks any America, any English. He um, speaks nothing but uh, Spanish now. And the, the, when she was talking to him, the interviewer was talking to him, he's so brainwashed now. Um, he's totally brainwashed against America, America's intentions. And so I feel sorry because here's a kid that would have grown up here probably not um, brainwashed the way he is to think that we're a yeah. bad country. This is a country that gave you your freedom, and now that he's back home, he's back with his father, he's now totally brainwashed against America. And I guess I look at the other side of, um, you know, what happens when they come here illegally as well. I mean, you know, they have to work, and, you know, I, you know I'll be honest with you. I want companies who give uh, jobs to illegal immigrants, I want them to be punished as well because, you know what, yes. illegal immigrants yes. shouldn't be the only one who are um, the only ones who face consequences because guess what? These companies benefit even more um, more so than, uh, you know, these immigrants. But you know what? We will continue this on the other side on our podcast because, like uh, Jamar has mentioned, um, we are being preempted by Gopher Hockey tonight. So, uh Check back in the half an hour on our iHeartRadio channel, and you will see a link to our po- um, the other half of our podcast where you can listen there. Um, I'm Priya Samsadar with Black Republican, Black Democrat, and on the phone is Jamar Nelson. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, guys. Bye. with Black Republican, Black Democrat. Um, Jamar is on the line. Welcome back, Jamar. Thank you. So, do you recognize that song at all? I didn't. I didn't hear it. I, you know, there was a little uh, bit of silence, so I didn't hear it. What, what was it? <laughs> it was Green Day. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> no, Green Day. No. I, sorry. I, I got to brush up on my uh, Green Day. You punk rock? I promise I will. I promise I will. <laughs> Say, you know what? Let let me. We be um, 
remiss to mention that the, um, you've got some exciting things coming down the pike. Um, now, you just recently wrote your last article for Alpha News, right? I did. Friday was my last day with Alpha News. I uh, finished my term after one and a half years as a writer, a researcher, and as senior editor. And so um, it's a pretty big change. Uh, you know, Friday morning, I turned all my stuff in and published my last article, and I sat there, and I realized, wow, I am not a journalist anymore. And it was kind of a weird feeling. Moving up in the world. And see, here's the thing. That that means more exciting endeavors are happening for you and will be happening for you because uh, because of your accomplishments and who you are and what you've done. Um, you've got some more exciting things coming down uh, the pike. Um, do you want to talk about them? Um, we'll save it for next week's show. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, if 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 you do, if you remember the the alien alien Gonzalez alien Gonzalez case, Priya. Do you remember what the young man I'm talking about? Kind of. I remember seeing a CNN special on it. I, I, I exactly. So that's the interview I was talking about when he was when he was interviewed. I don't. So you must didn't watch it. Mm-mm. But did you? If you'd have noticed how brainwashed this. Kid, well, he's a grown man now, but this kid uh, is was just—it uh, was uh, astonishing how twisted he had become. Been returned back to his homeland and thinking now how bad America was. But I think again, it totally boils down to the fact that uh, no one really wants to tackle immigration because I think that the fact that it, the that there are no real immigration laws um, suits both parties. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a it's a it's a political issue. Yeah. Depending on what year you're running in and what office you're running for, you can use it as a uh, as a political weapon, you know, towards your opponent, or it can get you elected. So I'm not sure. Even I'm just sitting here thinking for you. I'm not sure if either party, and I know Democrats would scream at me and say, "Of course we do," but I'm not sure if either party wants to get something done. Because don't you think? In and what Bill Clinton was in office, what? 27 years ago? Yeah. Don't you think in, 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 in that length of time something would have been done? No, and I completely agree. I mean, it, what was it, 2007, during the Bush era, um, Congress passed um, passed a law appropriating funds to build a wall along the Mexican border. There is no wall down there. There's no wall. There's no wall. That was 10 years ago. There is no wall down there. You know, it was 1993. I believe it was 1993. That was a year before I was born, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, don't hold it against me if I got that (laughs) wrong Um, because I wasn't born yet. Um, But I believe it was 1993 during Clinton's State of of the Union address where he had this very eloquent um, conversation about needing to boost – border security and deporting illegal aliens. Like I said, it was uh, very reminiscent. I, I, I will say that I think Trump copied that speech, you know, 20 years ago. But it was, you know, the same type of speech that Trump was preaching during the campaign trail. Nothing has happened. And, you know, I think you're absolutely right, because whether we want to agree with it or not, you know, minority votes are a huge voter base um, in this country. And, uh, you know, while not all minorities in this country are illegal, a lot of minorities understand the immigration process. Um, A lot of minorities have families who are um, 
entering this country legally, illegally. Um, and I think if either party tries to take a stance that is um, either too strong or different than, you know, a societal norm um, that we have um, seen grown and uh, pushed in uh, grassroots circles, that could really hurt a base um, during a off-year election or during a presidential primary. It absolutely can and absolutely will. Um, which is, again, you know, numbing, mind-blowing and numbing that nothing has been done. And so um, do I think something to be done now? See, I, I'm just afraid that with Trump in office that the wrong type of enforcement for, re, for immigration will be done. Um, I think that he tends to want to appeal and appease his base instead of governing to this country. Um and I think that that's the problem with Trump. You know, you don't have 63 million voters that you're just governing. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got the rest of us. And I think that um, until he realizes that most people will scoff at it or because, he, t you know, I don't know if that's how he did in business. But to me, he takes such a hands off approach on the way he does things. And when I always heard that about Obama, how he didn't make friends with people and how he was hands off. And in fact, I remember uh, Trump saying that to mentioning that to uh, Morning Joe. Um, he's he, he's doing the same thing. So, what I like to see a president do is set the tone. Say here, here's what I don't want. Here's a few things that I don't uh, that I do want. Bam, y'all wrestle with it. You know, I don't want to see how the sausage. And I don't care about him not want to see how the sausage is made. Most of us don't want to see how the sausage is made. We just want to eat it. Exactly. I'm okay with that. But. I think set the tone with some things, some expectations that you want, and I think that that's the way you can it, it help both parties roll out what they want because they'll come to the to the table with uh, a group of ideals of what they want for Democrats and so will Republicans. I think that there's this misconception though that Republicans don't like immigrants. Um, I really do, and I don't think that's the case. You know, I've spoken with a lot of. Uh, you know, Republicans um, on a grassroots level here in Minnesota. Um, and I mean, you just look at the percep you know, perception, um, you know, social media responses. I don't think people necessarily have a problem with immigrants. I think they have a problem with illegal immigration and they have a problem with people coming to this country and not playing their part. I know you don't. You're, and, you're, you're absolutely right about that. And I, I think that but one thing I do want to say is I do want to get away from the myth that immigrants um, steal jobs from black folks, um, black and brown folks. I want to get away from that myth because um, that's not true. Um, I, I think that they they do the jobs that Americans don't want. Like, let's be they honest, do the jobs that Americans don't want. Exactly. So if they're not here stealing jobs. They're, they're doing the jobs that nobody else wants. And I, and I think we got to be careful how we say that. I mean, I, I laugh, but it's just the truth. And I don't want to offend. We don't definitely want to offend any immigrants that come over here and work no, no, hard. No. Because hard work is hard work, no matter if you're working at McDonald's or if you're sucking up ants from a straw. You know, it's a, hard, it's a hard truth. draw. And so I think once we get away from that and set about some truths of, about immigration, good or bad, mm -hmm. is a way that we can a attain um, laws that affect individuals you know, mm -hmm. good in a good way. And I think people also need to realize that this as well. And, you know, I, I, I would like 
and I don't know if this is something that's understood maybe as much on the left side of the political ideology um, spectrum, but uh, it's really interesting that people don't necessarily realize that the immigration laws aren't there just to protect this country. They're protect. They're there to protect um these immigrants who come to our country as well. Because you know, like I was saying, um when we were live, um immigrants come to this country. You know, it's hard for them to find jobs. And when the you know there's a shady business that's like, okay, you know, I'll pay you under the table or I'll give you a fake social security number uh, to come and work here. They're not. They're getting paid pennies on the dollar in not great conditions. I mean, right. if they were American citizens or, um, you know, they had you know residency, a green card, etc., they wouldn't be faced with this problem. And again, this hurts both illegal immigrants and Americans here at home. Because I mean, these uh, businesses that are shady aren't going to want to hire regular Americans and pay them minimum wage. They're going to just right. set out to find. Um, you know, the illegal immigrants and their friends and say, hey, bring your friends over and we'll pay them too. You're absolutely hitting the nail right on the head. And I think uh, President Obama mentioned that when he was running against Romney. The fact that Romney had hired some illegal immigrants to do um, landscaping and things of that nature on his job and um, only nefariously fired them because he started running for a political office. And so Obama brought that up, and a lot of people bashed him for that. And it was like, no, he's making the point of Romney is doing what a lot of businesses do. And like you say, Priya, there are laws, and there are laws in place to protect them too as well. And so that's what the president was saying. We've got to avoid businesses trying to get cheaper labor in here instead of wanting to pay minimum wage, which, by the way, the federal minimum wage has to change. But to prevent uh, employers to get these cheap laborers in here to do the cheap work and um, for companies that, like you said, Priya, that do it knowingly, do it illegally, and don't want to hire you or I, they need to be punished as well. Instead of just all of a sudden us just ridding ourselves of that immigrant, we need to punish companies that practice this on a regular basis. And we'll continue this conversation on the other side of the break. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. And I'll rise up, I'll rise like the day. I'll rise up, I'll rise unafraid. I'll rise up, and i do it a thousand times again. Welcome back to Black Republican, Black Democrat. This is your co-host Priya Samsonar. This is the podcast half of our show tonight. Uh, we've been preempted as um, we've said multiple times by uh, Gopher Hockey, Go Gophers, and uh, I'm in studio, and Jamar's in uh, sunny Dallas. The sun is going down. It's getting a little cooler. The whistles are blowing. The <laughs> kids are frolicking through the. I was trying to sound like John Facenda and the Oakland Raiders. It didn't. <laughs> I didn't do too well. No, it's really cool to see these kids out here. They're so excited. We, again, we went out here since 10 o'clock this morning. I've been up since 6:30, so I can't wait to find the nearest bed. I, my cousin had me up to like 3 o'clock this morning, and I told him, "Not tonight. I'm going to be shutting these brown eyes early." Okay. <laughs> Speaking. We had this little wing. We're going to have this Wayne Dang Doodle tomorrow, so we're going to be uh, doing some uh, tailgating and, and barbecuing and things of that nature. So I got to get up early. on your Dallas process. Cowboys. Yes. I'm, so, you know, you know we got, we're at 500, so we got a chance tomorrow to, to go above 500 and beat the Washington Redskins, which I think that we, I think that we will. 
Oh, by the way, um, who does your team play? Um, the Vikings? I'm not sure. Hold on. Kobe Vikings G- are in London. They play uh, Cleveland at 830 in the morning, people. So you guys got to get up early tomorrow Vikings. to watch that game. It's Vikings gonna are going to win. Local. Of course they're going to win. I mean, it's Cleveland. Oh, geez, they better not lose. If they lose, they, the season should be over. They should just boycott. We'll cry and go home. And uh, my Patriots are playing uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, so. That's going to be a good game, and I'm honestly going to pick the Chargers. Although your defense really? Was Phillip really Rivers? Last week. Well, because, listen, they've all of a sudden ripped off four straight games. They're averaging 30 to 35 points a game. It's Phillip Rivers. The defense is now fifth in the league in, in, in takeaways. Tom Brady um, is second or third behind um, – uh, Aaron Rodgers in being sacked this season, so I think that this may not bode so well for your for your for your Patriots. I'm sticking with my team, and I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sticking I'm with sure. my team. But speaking of sports, sure. speaking of sports news, we've got here. Um, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Uh, the Packers and the Vikings play. Many call it a dirty hit, but he was hit, broke his collarbone. Um. And the Vikings player that hit him, um, his name is Anthony Barr. Anyways, uh, Aaron Rodgers has been uh, doing the media tour and crying. Um, basically crying and saying, oh, well, uh, Anthony Barr uh, made an obscene gesture and uh, flipped me off. He's he, crying. He is a, he's a wanwer, and it wasn't a dirty hit. The problem, how he broke his clavico was trying to brace the fall and me now being a parent who we thought my son two weeks ago broke his clavico it's just a grade three spring grade three and fours are total breaks so that's what his would be um um uh, um uh, labeled as, and so no, it was not a dirty hit. Anthony Barr uh, just hit the man just as he quickly released the ball, um, and he tried to break his fall and broke his clavicle. And and it, and it's sad. I thought at first when I seen him do, was it uh, Conan O'Brien? Who who didn't know? It was on Conan. Conan, okay. Uh, you know, I chuckled a little bit too, but when you hear interviews since he. Really does feel this way, and that's pretty pathetic that he does feel that way, that this dude was doing that on purpose when he knows better. Uh, it's football. And um, I think to even insinuate that, that the Vikings, Anthony, the Vikings defensive end Anthony Barr would do something like that simply because it's a heated rivalry is, you know, beyond the pale, and he should shut his mouth. He sounds like a drunken scotty. <laughs> He's a... Uh... He's now the Jay Cutler of the NFL North, uh, NFC North. No but, kidding. No, he really is. I mean, shut your wham went up, seriously. <laughs> but Anthony Barr responded on Twitter yesterday. And he did said, he? yes, he did. And boy, is it good. He said, so much hate. This guy's got y'all fooled, man. After the play, I go back to the huddle. Don't even look or say a word to him. Once he get gets up i'm waiting for the play call and hear someone shouting all kinds of profanities i look over and it's y'all man calling me all kinds of names f you this and f you that and he's walking off the field so naturally i respond i don't care if you're aaron Rodgers or mr rogers if you say something like that you're gonna get a response from me i could go on a talk show every weekend and complain about the disrespectful things the players say or do if he takes the lick and keeps it pushing we 
aren't still talking about this. Get over it. Hashtag 13 days later. Mind you, his grammar is really bad and it pained me to read it like that, but I wanted to get the quote correct. Response from the Dallas Cowboys fan. (laughs) Well, first of all, I wish y'all had played him a week prior to us playing him so that uh, we could have had the the remnants of uh, the the Packers and beat them. It would have helped us this season. Um, Again, shut up, dude. This is football. Shut your wine one up. Football is touchdowns and injuries. That's what it's about, okay? You make big money. And uh, you're not a good, you're not a nice guy anyway. I've met you. I told you, I gave, I told you a story of how I mistreated my daughter. You're not a nice guy anyway. And um, the he way doesn't I even get along you know, with um, his parents, that say something. Sorry, that's probably no, me. That's, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That's true. absolutely true. If you disrespect your parents, who is anybody else? Seriously, right? And 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 my buddy PA. Um, my buddy PA uh, was surprised too that 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 Aaron Rodgers did have a. Uh, um, uh, a flat-out conniption down there on the sideline and just was using profane language. Um, I mean, there's no choir boys in football, but, I mean, the, the fact that he thought that this was done purposefully was pretty stupid and uh, surprised even P.A. after he had heard after the game that Aaron Rodgers, like you said, was just tearing into Anthony Barr for thinking that he had did it on purpose. Dude, well, stop. And here's the problem. Aaron Rodgers has been put on a pedestal, pedestal excuse me, ever since, you know, uh, Brett Favre, uh, retired. I mean, he's just been elevated to the star status. And I mean, right. he, he does deserve it. He is definitely a great quarterback. Is he Tom Brady level? No, he's not Tom Brady level. He's not Peyton Manning level. I no, just no. Um, <laughs> no. And I don't like Peyton Manning, mind you. I don't like oh. Peyton Manning. Um, okay. But I respect his play because he plays, he plays the game on a mental level, not on a right. It's just it's amazing to watch him play. So I respect him from that front. Um, but I, I don't really. And yeah, it's just because he uh, goes against my pat- Patriots. And that's the only reason I don't like him. Um, uh, now the truth comes out. Hey, at least I'm honest <laughs> about my biases. I'm honest about my biases. I like you. <laughs> um, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's just he has that he's the California guy. I mean, the guy literally cut out dairy from his diet because he didn't want inflammation, which is fine. But dude, you're from Wisconsin. Like you're playing in Green Bay. Exactly. You're playing in Wisconsin and you're going to pretend that you're lactose intolerant all of a sudden. How about you're just Packers and we're, we're, we're Packers intolerant already. Dude, get out of here. Right, listen, I do think that um him being out for the season um, is the greatest thing that open. could happen to the Vikings. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, it leaves it wide open. Not only for the Vikings, but for the NFC North, because now it's really wide open. Chicago with Trubisky is playing a lot better. Um, in fact, they've ripped off three straight games themselves, mm-hmm. or, or two or three. I'm sorry, maybe not three, but two for sure. And so um, the Lions. <laughs> but again, this is a division that's wide open. And let's. As smart as I like to think I am about football, I, I'll give it to you guys right now. But I still do think it'll come down between your, the yourself and the, uh, the Lions and the Bears because I think the Bears are going to be another team to work with, and you guys haven't played them yet again. Um, so it's wide open, and I'm glad. In fact, let me just say it for you, not just the NFC North, but the NFC is now – open with 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 him mm-hmm. being gone because if you look at the Falcons who were the threat they're not 
you know, no one's no one's calling mama telling them there goes that man I'm scared of with the Falcons. So it's so wide open and that's what makes the season so exciting. Exactly. I'm I'm hoping, I'm praying that this is our year that the Vikings are going to uh play the Super Bowl at home. Yeah, right. Don't don't patronize me here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> don't patronize me. Thank you all so much for joining us. Listen to the Post Show podcast. My name is Priya Samson. I'm a co-host here at Black Republican Black Democrat. On the phone in Dallas is our favorite Democrat, Jamar Nelson. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Bye. Bye.